Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday wherever you are across this great nation. Um, we got a lot of fun. I announced yesterday that I'm going to be doing a new college football and NFL gambling-focused show uh, with Kelly Stewart, Kelly in Vegas. Many of you know her from, initially we did a show eight and a half years ago on FS1, live from a Vegas casino. She's good friends with Todd Furman, which is how I met her initially. Uh, she's been at Barstool. Uh, ESPN initially hired her and then decided that she had said too many mean things on the internet, and so they couldn't employ her. Um, so uh, she's fun. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy that show. It will debut today. Um, and I think you guys are going to enjoy uh, that show going forward. So in addition to the all the other content that we're producing uh, on a regular basis, uh, that's coming. Let me tell you this right off the top. I am headed to College Station, going to have my wife and my two youngest kids with me. Uh, we're going to Alabama, Texas A&M on Saturday. Uh, I have not looked at the latest line but I bet this game earlier in the week, I think a and is going to win it outright. Um, and the more I have dove into this game and analyzed it, what I think is probably the most significant game of the weekend, and I'm going to give you some of my big picks here on the game of the weekend, and then if you're a huge gambling fan, uh, I would encourage you uh, to watch that show. It's going to be up a little bit later today. Um, I don't think that Alabama is going to be able to run the football. Uh, I think Texas A&M is going to win this game outright. I don't believe that Alabama is going to be able to run the football, and I also think it's going to be very low scoring uh, because A&M has got a really stout defensive line. I like the play calling of Bobby Petrino more. I think that he will scheme up something that catches Nick Saban unaware, um, and to me, that is the direction that this game is going to end up going. There's been a lot of line movements and I'm going to get into my college football analysis, but I wanted to check and see the absolute latest. Bama's down, I'm looking at it right now, to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That line has shifted at least one point based on what I'm seeing right now, and the over-under has dropped about three points. So both of the directions uh, of these lines moving where I have bet and told you to bet earlier in this week. Uh, and I cannot wait to, be the, uh, to go there. A lot of good uh, OutKick fans all over uh, Aggieland, all over the state of Alabama, too. We've got big fan bases uh, for both of those people. So uh, both of those fan bases, I'll look forward to seeing many of you who will be attending that game over uh, the weekend. But I want to hit you with my analysis of these games. And again, we're going to have a longer form straight gambling show uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, I've seen this LSU-Missouri game to me is, is fascinating. The line opened at Missouri about a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Money's come in on Missouri. This line's dropped down to four-and-a-half right now. The over has jumped up. Uh, I saw it initially at 61-and-a-half, and I said, my goodness, this is a game uh, that I want to get on the over on. Still the blood bank guarantee, 63, uh, is what I gave it out at. It's now up to over 64-and-a-half. I think there's a good chance Mizzou wins this game outright. Um, and I love the over more than I like betting on Mizzou. 
And I'm just trying to look at the top 25 games right now. Again, we'll have a deep dive on more of these games uh, coming up a little bit later on their gambling special with me and Kelly in Vegas. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, I like the Sooners uh, as the nearly touchdown underdog in the Red River shootout. Also, huge game that'll be going on. Two big games going on uh, down deep in the state of Texas, which now with Texas, Oklahoma being uh, the last year that they will play in the Big 12, uh, this is uh, about to become an SEC rivalry game. So it'll be interesting to see how all of uh, all of that shakes out. I told you I love the under and I love the Aggies. I'm scrolling through all my picks right now, um, and, and I'm just trying to look at games that are in the top 25. Kentucky, I took them plus 14 and a half, and I got the under against Georgia. I'm not sure exactly whether that has uh, continued to trend in that direction. Let me see what the latest number is there as well. Um, I like Kentucky plus 14 and a half because nothing that I've seen so far has suggested to me that, and the number stuck right at 14 and a half. The over-under has stayed basically the same. I like Kentucky in this one. I get that the line is trying to encourage you to come in uh, and take Georgia. And before the season, I would have said that I like Georgia's chances to come in and blow out uh, Kentucky. But if you watch Georgia play against South Carolina, and I did, and you watch Georgia play against Auburn, and I did, what has Georgia done that has impressed you so far in either of their SEC games? In fact, they've trailed in both games in the second half. Now, Brock Bowers may be the best player in college football, honestly. Uh, if you just say at his position relative to everybody else. They went to him. He had almost 150 yards receiving the second half, 40-yard touchdown for the win. I just, I'm not sold on uh, the fact that Brock Bowers uh, is going to be as dominant against Kentucky. I like Mark Stoops and their ability to scheme this game up. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think that Kentucky will end up losing by around seven. Uh, but to me, that's not a difficult call. Arkansas, Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets the big win. I love the over here. Uh, I think K.J. Jefferson and the Arkansas Razorbacks will score some points against this Ole Miss defense. Uh, Ole Miss defense gave up a ton of points to LSU. Um, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. Uh, Arizona. I like Arizona plus the points against SC. 21 and a half is what I've got here. Uh, the SC defense is not good. They're going to score points. I love Caleb Williams. He's going to be the overall number one uh, draft pick. He may be going to Chicago based on how these things are shaking out right now. Uh, but uh, I think that's too many points. And then I like Notre Dame, Louisville. Louisville's the sneakiest team under the radar. They are 5-0. and I bet a lot of you did not even know till I told you that, that they were 5-0. and And I like the under in this game. I think 17-14, something like that is the finale. Uh, the final, that's well under the number, um, and uh, I would not be shocked at all if Louisville got to 6-0 and and found a way to win that game. Okay, that is the top 25 games, games featuring a top 25 uh, player, uh, team member, uh, that I have bet on, wanted to give you all of those. Uh, okay, uh, tonight's Thursday night football game, not a good one. Uh, Thursday night football, as we are sitting around, let me see what the absolute latest on this one is. Uh, checking the uh, odds market. Commanders are a six-point favorite against the Bears. At some point, the Bears are going to have to be competitive. At some point, they're going to have to win a game. I'll tell you what I think of Thursday night football. It'll be airing uh, right beforehand. Uh, Kelly in Vegas and I are doing that breakdown. The NFL outkick six-pack is up. 
uh, encourage you to go check all those games out. My favorite game uh, when it comes to uh, the NFL this week um, is a really kind of questionable NFL uh, NFL weekend. I don't think there's a ton of great games. I'm on the Bills to cover against the Jags. Um, I think that the Texans-Falcons under is the play. Um, I have got uh, Titans game, by the way, is interesting. The line has moved in a big way in the Titans' favor. I'm curious what's going on there. Titans out now. I'm looking almost to a three-point favorite. Um, I have got the Saints-Patriots, my favorite bet of the week. I'm on the under. Uh, I got it at 40. It's sitting at 39.5 as I speak to you right now. I'm on the Cardinals plus three against the Bengals. Um, and uh, and I'm on the uh, the Broncos to cover against the Jets. Uh, those are my six gambling picks um, as we kind of break down what's going to be happening uh, looking ahead uh, in all of those games. That's the OutKick NFL six-pack again every week on Wednesday. I'm going to try to get them up Wednesday morning or maybe early Thursday morning. Uh, they're all going to be up. Uh, so I want you all to be checking that out. Hey, Clay Travis here. Hope you guys are enjoying OutKick. The show will have more coming back next. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Couple of stories that are percolating. I told you and I talked about it and I argued about it. And a lot of you, I think, are going to end up saying, you know what? Clay Travis was right about this. I said that Michigan State was railroading uh, Mel Tucker based on allegations of illegitimacy that were brought by Brenda Tracy in this case. And I went aggressive on it. I talked about it a great deal. Uh, I'll discuss it with you again. Brenda Tracy retroactively said that she had not consented to phone sex after Mel Tucker decided to break their relationship off. Um, And in fact... There is ample evidence that Brenda Tracy went to the uh, Title IX investigators at Michigan State not because she felt that she was being uh, unfairly treated, but because she was angry that Mel Tucker did not want to be in a relationship with her and was starting to break it off. There were, I believe, 27 phone calls between the two of them of over 30 minutes in length. Uh, This was a personal relationship. She wanted Mel Tucker to date her. She wanted him to leave uh, 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 his wife. Um, I think all the evidence supports this. Even in the phone sex call, 36-minute phone call that engaged in phone sex, and she claims that she froze, and retroactively she said it was a non-consensual phone sex call, which doesn't make any sense at all. This is absolutely crazy. Well, Mel Tucker's lawyers have now sent a 106-page letter with new evidence to Michigan State, uh, to the interim president and the board of trustees. That happened this morning. Uh, The letter from his attorneys, also released to the media, uh, said that Brenda Tracy, quote, 
appears to have made a career out of misleading and manipulating people. Uh, the letter offers all sorts of uh, contradictions from Tracy uh, and says that she also uh, has another relationship going on with um, uh, <laughs> and it's some of this some of these details are important, but she also had another relationship going on with a married man. Uh, and the letter, also has uh, allegations about about why Brenda Tracy uh, has decided to uh, has decided to file this complaint against Mel Tucker in the first place. Um, and according to the letter, Tracy wrote, "I'm filing a formal complaint with Michigan State. My lawyer said after that we can let him know we want to come to an agreement." that it doesn't have to go to a hearing or anything unless it wants to. And again, these are messages. She also said, money is my only recourse to make him feel like there is a punishment. And when they do the money, I should make him pay me $10,000 directly. Um, and uh, she, I mean, all of this is, again, I am just going to say, this is a this is a railroading. This is a rig job. Brenda Tracy is not a hero here. She is a vindictive, jilted woman who decided when Mel Tucker didn't want to be in a relationship with her that by her own words, she wanted him to suffer and have to pay her. That's why she went to Michigan State and filed this complaint. This is a BS, trumped-up charge. I think a lot of people in the media who bought this whole cloth are going to be embarrassed as more and more of this evidence comes out. And again, I said it. I'm going to continue to say it. This is about the members of the media who should be covering this case mostly, and I stress mostly, mostly, almost exclusively, being afraid to call out this for what it is and has been a BS shakedown campaign by a jilted woman who wanted to be Mel Tucker's girlfriend. And when he decided to cut off this relationship, she decided that she was out for blood. She wanted money. She wanted him to pay her. This is a financial shakedown. As so many of these allegations end up being, this isn't about truth. This isn't about justice. This isn't about sexual assault. Again, the only allegation she made, which is leading Michigan State to fire Mel Tucker, the only allegation she made is that he engaged in non-consensual phone sex with her. And again, I just point out, how do you engage in non-consensual phone sex? Does your phone have a hang-up button? Why did you stay on the call for 36 minutes? Why did you text him Happy Father's Day months after this alleged phone sex incident? What happened, according to Mel Tucker's side, which seems accurate to me, is she began to talk about their personal relationship such that it was getting out to other coaches. He decided he wanted to cut this relationship off. And as soon as he cut this relationship off, she, as the would-be side chick, the would-be girlfriend was unhappy 
and decided that she was out for justice and justice was going to come in the measure of cash. That's what happened here. That is the sum total of this interaction and this relationship. So I, I don't know what else to say about it other than I think as more of this evidence comes out, this entire idea of hashtag believe all women is fundamentally wrong. Uh, you should believe men. You should believe women. You should believe gay, straight, white, black, Asian, Hispanic people, trans people, whatever it is, not based on their identity, but based on whether their factual uh, arguments have or do not have legitimacy. And based on this uh, situation here, Mel Tucker is getting railroaded and most people in media are afraid to acknowledge it because they are concerned that if they do, they will end up being targeted themselves. That's what's going on. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, we got a lot of lawsuits going on in the Big Ten. Pat Fitzgerald has also filed his own lawsuit, and that lawsuit is now um, out there on, uh, on his firing. He's seeking $130 million for wrongful termination. He says that Northwestern unlaw unlawfully fired him uh, for cause, that there was no justification, um, and that there were no new facts. They had initially suspended him. Nothing new happened, um, and uh, that there was an agreement that there would be no further punishment other than the two-week suspension, and that he was then terminated after this story went public and the pressure began to rain down on Northwestern. I think Northwestern is going to have to pay a massive amount of money to Pat Fitzgerald because I think their action was also unjustified. Let me be clear here. Northwestern or Michigan State could have decided to fire Mel Tucker and or Pat Fitzgerald. That's 100% within their contractual rights. But if they decide to fire their coach, they needed to pay out all of the remaining money that was owed under these contracts because there is no for-cause justification to get out of the deals. The reason why coaches make a big difference about for-cause versus uh, not-cause, losing a lot of football games is not cause. Usually, cause is requires NCAA violations. You can look, for instance, at Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt was only owed, I think, $11 million. And Tennessee said, no, we're not going to pay you the $11 million. And I think there's still a lawsuit pending or whatever there is uh, over the Jeremy Pruitt situation because Tennessee said, you violated NCAA rules, and therefore we are going to fire you. Um, for cause, without cause, again, you don't want Mel Tucker to be your coach. Stroke him a check for the money that's owed remaining on his contract. That's why you sign a big contract if you're a coach. Same thing for Pat Fitzgerald. And I would just point out, and I'm going to keep hammering this home, why does the nation hold football coaches to higher standards of job performance than we do our political leaders? Northwestern is holding Pat Fitzgerald to a higher standard than the President of the United States would be. Same thing is true of Michigan State. Why are football coaches held to higher standards of performance than the President of the United States, senators, governors, whatnot? Uh, that is what I just can't get over. 
your high school football coach in your town is held to a higher standard of performance than uh, there is any politician probably in your town. Just wild to think about. Speaking of politicians, there is a report out there, and we just talked with Stephen Miller about this. There is a report out there that Donald Trump is going to be in D.C. on Tuesday and that he could make himself available to be the next Speaker of the House of Representatives. Remember, there is no requirement in Congress that the Speaker has to be a member of uh, the uh, of the congressional staff, right? You don't have to be one of the 435 congressmen or women in order to be, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about, in order to be the Speaker of the House. And so there is a report, and we just talked about this with Stephen Miller, that Trump could make himself available to be Speaker of the House. Why would he do that? Soak up the oxygen and effectively end the Republican primary race. Remember, we're about 100 days out from the Iowa caucus occurring. I believe the Iowa caucus, January 15th. Uh, we're sitting here today. I think it's October 5th. It's about 100 days uh, until the Iowa caucuses are officially here. What Trump wants to do, given the fact that he has opened up a commanding lead, is he wants to soak up all the oxygen and all of the attention. And if he decided to get involved in being Speaker of the House, the rest of the year is just going to be a huge discussion about the Trump show and how all of that process is going to play itself out. So from a purely strategic perspective of soaking up all the news and all of the attention, the most Trumpian move possible is to put himself in the mix to be the Speaker of the House. So he's going to be there on Tuesday. I don't know if he would get the votes, honestly, uh, because there are 18 Republicans, for instance, uh, who are in districts, representing districts, that Joe Biden won in 2020. So they basically flipped. They voted for Joe Biden in 2020. They voted for the Republican House candidate in 2022. 18 of those districts are out there among Republicans. And the reality is there's only like 50 or 60 districts, period, that will swing one way or the other because both the Democrats and the Republicans have been very adroit at getting safe seats, which means that much of the battle is in the primary, not in the actual general election. There's less drama. Only about 10 or 15% of the House is even able to swing one way or the other, absent some huge tidal wave. There's not that many actual seats available. So I don't know what the political ramifications would be in terms of controlling the House. If I had to bet right now, I think Republicans have a better chance of winning the Senate than they do of maintaining control of the House. Uh, I think who's going to win the presidency is a 50-50 toss-up. It's going to be close in the House. It's going to be close in the Senate. We're in a 50-50 country. But I think that Republicans stand a good chance to win the West Virginia Senate seat. I don't think Joe Manchin's going to run. Uh, Republicans stand a very good chance, I think, to win in Ohio. Um, and I think Republicans have a pretty good chance to win in Montana. And if that happened, we would flip. Um, and uh, what, you would go to 52-48, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, would be the Republican advantage in the Senate, which would forestall any sort of major changes occurring, even if the Democrats were to win back 
the the White House in 2024, either with Biden or somebody else. But keep an eye on that. That is a crazy story to follow. I'll be on Fox News here in a few minutes. I'm going to be on with Martha McCollum. Uh, and then Kelly uh, Stewart and I, uh, at Kelly in Vegas on social media, we will be doing a gambling special uh, that will air later this afternoon, evening in advance of Thursday Night Football. All right. Appreciate all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick, the show.